0: another day another bender no retreat no surrender
1: (laughs) me when the bar closes at 2 (laughs) (laughs) a.m
0: drink up assholes
1: we are the mishaps hey guys what is up it is red rum and red wine the podcast where we talk about murder mystery and mishaps here are two of them right here i'm kristen and i'm sarah what's up y'all welcome to the show (laughs) welcome thank you for being here if you're new howdy ho if you're returning. Howdy. Welcome. Happy Friday.
0: By the time you're listening to this it's not Friday but it's Friday right now.
1: It's Friday for us and it's a day recording switching things up. Yeah and it's like early kind of. Early. Didn't stop me though because I have a beer. Didn't stop me because I have a truly. Keeping it light but keeping it the same. Yeah. Just one. Just one for to get through this story cuz it damn near made me dye my hair mm-hmm. pink. Well, I did dye my hair pink. Kristen has
0: pink hair.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's great. I love it. Uh, I want to do something fun now. I just probably won't.
1: You should. I don't re- or I don't recommend. I don't regret it. I'm going to do all types of different colors now. I'm so uh i'm so tempted to do my whole head ooh, so tempted yeah. the bleach was there i was just like ooh, i should <laughs> do it i was like no, no 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 no. let's be realistic
0: i was just talking about how i would go blonde again at some point i would totally do it
1: yeah might as well what's life without fucking up your hair every couple of yeah, years
0: it's been a few years since i've fucked it up so
1: yeah it's literally been like eight years since i was blonde so i just went for it i've always wanted pink hair But we don't care about pink hair. We care about murder because we're freaks. Pink haired freaks. Pink haired fucking freaks. Just call me Saikuno. Love that anime right Mm -hmm. now. (laughs) I wish I was him though because this, for those who don't know, it's a dude who's just telepathic and can read minds. And I wish I could. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah, he can read minds. And I wish that I could read minds because this case right here baffled. Mm. So I would like to thank Reddit again. You are excellent to my heart and soul, and you entertain me in so many ways as well as give me ideas for this podcast. So, uh, Summer Finn Three with two ends posted this like a year ago and I just so happened to read it and I had never heard of it before and had to do it. It's There's not a lot of information out there so it's not going to be as lengthy of a story, but it needs to be told. I mean, it's just insane. Maybe it's because I have a son. Maybe it's because I'm into weird shit. Maybe it's because I just really hate corrupt cops. Whatever it is, it just gets to me because... Yeah. today we are talking about a case and it's our first international one mind you so we are talking oh. about a case that happened in brazil that shook the nation to its core mm. and not just because of the grisly crime that took place but because of who was behind the trigger oh. a 13 year old named marcelo pesagini And today, I'm going to be doing the Pesagini family murders. Our night starts at 1230 a.m. on Sunday, August 5th of 2013. The Pesaginis were an average, lower-to-middle-class family living in the northern part of Sao Paulo, Brazil. It was there that 40-year-old police sergeant Luis Marcelo Pasagini, who had been a member of Sao Paulo's police force for 18 years, had been sleeping on a mattress in the living room. It was then that an intruder entered the room, brandishing a .40 caliber, Luis's own service weapon, and at that point, it was then that his 13-year-old son, Marcelo, raised the gun to his father's head and pulled the trigger.
0: Holy shit.
1: After pulling the trigger, his mother, Adriana Regina Bovo Pesagini, who is asleep in the other room, was startled awake from her sleep, obviously hearing Mm, the gunshot. Rushing into the living room, it was there that Andrea found her husband's lifeless body and seemingly rushed over to him or was Mm -hmm. possibly held hostage. It's kind of unclear what exactly Mm -hmm. happens. But at some point, she's kneeling over his body, and that is when her son goes behind him, aims the gun to the mother's head, and fires the gun. It was from there that he walks over to where his great-aunt, 55-year-old Bernadette Oliveira da Silva, and his grandmother, 67-year-old Benedita Oliveira Bovo, resided. Now, the family had lived on this large plot of land and had lived in two separate compounds on that land— So when the shots had rang out, killing Marcello's mother and father, the great aunt and grandmother were too far away at that point to hear the shots. So they were still asleep. Mm.
0: You would think they would still hear the shots, kind of.
1: It makes me think that possibly like a silencer or something. I mean, Mm. they didn't find one on the scene. They did find the gun with him, uh, as we'll go on to later.
0: But Yeah, or maybe depending on the gun, or, like, I don't know the different kinds of guns, they might be just more quiet. Yeah,
1: and it didn't say, like, how far away the property was from one another, and we don't know, like, maybe they're just really heavy sleepers and they didn't hear, I mean right so many different things could have gone into that it's just really hard to say but for whatever reason they did not wake up when those two shots were carried out so marcello then makes his way out of the main house and goes into the house where his great aunt and grandmother are sleeping it's from there where he enters his grandmother's benedita's room and she is andrea's mother so his maternal grandmother and from there she is shot in the head Now, this is at close enough range where the great aunt Bernadette is actually awoken from her sleep at the sound of the grandmother being shot. But it's too late even for her to wake up right in that moment. I think they had slept in beds like right next to each other. There is um, like a diagram of the crime scene. It's not an actual photo, but just rather like a drawing. It does seem like... So the grandmother's bed, the covers were completely over like she was laying down asleep. But with Bernadette, it does seem like she had kind of like almost been jolted awake. The covers had been moved down as if mm. she had gotten up. Um, but either way, she had been shot in the head and was killed while she was still in her bed. So she didn't even have enough time to get, up. get out. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. was oh automatic. God. Yeah. All of these head shots. And only one shot to each of them. Wow. Super creepy and, like, professional. Yeah. Honestly, it's chilling.
0: He had clearly handled a gun before.
1: Well, yeah, we'll get into detail about it. But it's also, like, could he have? It's just... We'll get into it. So it was then that 13-year-old Marcelo, the son of Andrea and Luis, after killing his entire family packed his backpack with 350 rias which it's equivalent to like 150 us dollars so along with the 350 rias he also had his grandmother's credit card five rolls of toilet paper a change of clothes a knife as well as a 0.32 caliber pistol now from Mm -hmm. there he stole his mom's car and proceeded to head to school which was just three miles or 4.82 kilometers away
0: my god. So he like he was headed to school for the day. Yeah. Cause so it was the next morning by that he point. He
1: killed them Sunday late into the no. night. And yeah. so Monday he drives to the parking lot near the school and gets there at one twenty five a.m. Sleeps in the car until 6:23 a.m., which at that point he the security cameras and cctv around the area catch him getting out of the car or a boy at least resembling marcello leaving the car and making his way towards the school hmm. so supposedly after these killings he just chills in the car and gotta keep that perfect attendance up you gotta do what you gotta <laughs> do to i mean that's just the last thing i would want to do after so killing my though. parents like...
0: I'm sorry if I was ever able to even kill someone. I don't think I could act normal after and just go to school and sleep throughout my life. Well,
1: and for the most part, like, he was completely calm. He, so he did admit to two of his friends that he had just killed his relatives. Oh. But after that, he was just like, yeah, this is just going to be my last day. Like, I just killed him. It's my last day. It's whatever. (laughs) And... His, out, dude. His friends ignored him, but I mean, like, according to his friends, this is how he talked oh, all the time. Just outlandish. He would constantly bring up the idea of creating a peer group, which he would call the mercenaries. And the whole oh. purpose of this group would be to kill their parents and bad people, such as corrupt politicians. Oh, my God. So it... It wasn't untypical for them to hear something like this. So when he says that, they're like, oh, he's just being Marcello. It's whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. he didn't really do that. Like, what 13-year-old would? And so they just kind of ignore it and go about the school day. And everything else goes completely without a hitch, goes fine and dandy. As soon as school finishes up, he asks a friend if that friend's dad can take him home. And the dad's like, yeah, sure, I'll take you home. So he asks the friend's dad on the way back to Marcello's house if he can actually stop at the mom's car, which at this point he's abandoning. And once they get to the car, he goes in, gets the mom's keys, and then gets back in the car. I don't know if maybe he, like, needed the keys to get into the house. It doesn't really, like, go into detail. It's just a detail that he does ask to go to this car, gets the keys, and then goes back. Okay. So... After that, they make their way back to Marcello's home, and once they drop him off, Marcelo proceeds to walk inside and go into the living room where his parents' dead bodies are. Ew. What does he do? Does he just chill? It's then that he strokes his mother's hair one last time before aiming the gun to his left temple and pulling the trigger.
0: <gasps> oh, God. Shock waves just went through my entire body. Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: The sweet child of the Pesagini household had seemingly murdered his police officer parents, maternal grandmother, and great aunt before turning the gun on himself and committing suicide.
0: After going to school, like, everything was okay. Oh, my God. After going to
1: school for an entire day. Why? I I would have just done it. Yeah. So not worth
0: it. But that also kind of shows some of his... You know how he was calm. It kind of shows how he was definitely thinking semi clearly. Like he wanted to go say goodbye. He knew he knew it was his last day. He was yeah, planning He did tell
1: friends like, "Hey, I'm going to be gone after this." I don't know. It's it's very like when he eerie. first said that
0: he said it's going to be my last day. I assumed maybe he just knew he was going to get caught or something, and he knew he was going to be taken away. I just like did not assume he was going to kill himself.
1: Yeah, it oh. was a shock to a lot of people good one. <laughs> I gotta keep that one in, probably. Yeah, that, that was so good. good. Sorry about that. <laughs> Woo, you know this beer just does it to me. If you do not like burps, I'm sorry, but we're probably still gonna keep. It's doing a bodily it.
0: function that we can't contain. If or you control. want
1: us to provide bodily content, then we gotta keep drinking. <laughs>
0: Yeah, my my nose is oozing and Kristen is gassy.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I think everyone just clicked off right now. <laughs> Whoops. Okay, so it wasn't until early Tuesday, like early, early Tuesday before dawn. Some sources I even get like Monday night, so mm, okay, like early morning. Yeah. Uh, coworkers had decided to show up to the household to do a wellness check after Andrea had failed to show up for work that day Mm. and that's when they found all five bodies and immediately called the police so as soon as they arrived they saw that each of the family members had died from a gunshot wound to the head with the exception of Andrea who was found with a bullet wound in the back of the neck which is consistent of someone going behind her and um, uh, shooting her and she was also found kneeling over the bed like still kneeling over her husband uh mm. so it seems like someone literally just went up and execution execution style styled something. her while she was over her husband Ugh. grieving basically is in yeah. my mind what i imagine which is just like right. so fucked up so the terror yeah so like i had mentioned before the great aunt and grandmother were found in their beds um there are diaphragms of this or diagrams. <laughs> I don't. Di- not di- diaphragms. I'm sorry. <laughs> there are diagrams of this. Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. Um, I, I don't really want to post them. If you Google the case, you can find it. Um, I, yeah. I just don't feel comfortable doing that. And I don't want to do that. I know it's just a drawing, but still just out of respect. But if you want to do that, you can. And you can see um, basically where the bullets entered, how the bodies looked when they were found, as well as um, just like certain details with the hands, which we'll get into. So once the officers found the bodies, they immediately started looking around, trying to gather any evidence of what had happened, because at this point they just had no idea. Uh, It was at that point that they found no sign of force entry. And it was basically at that point where they were like, dang, I really think this 13-year-old did it. Uh, they take the yeah. bodies there. They see that he's one of the last to die. Also, according to Marcelo's uh, psychiatric report that was made after his death, he had suffered from a hypoxic anaphylopathy, and which is a lack of oxygen in the brain. And he, what the fuck? that basically caused him to develop an encapsulated delusion, which led him to have delusional ideas and confuse reality with fiction. Holy shit.
0: That's so crazy. They can discover that post-mortem
1: i like a like science psychiatric
0: evaluation i didn't know yeah that's a thing i guess
1: yeah like fucking science i have it amazes me what people can do i have no idea how they figured that out i'm sure like the brain looked a certain way i don't know scientists let us know go science yeah you all are fucking amazing because i couldn't even imagine but this discovery could actually explain some of the behavior that people were seeing in him in the months leading up to his death so like i had said right. his friends were saying like oh Marcelo was just in that was just natural for him to say all of those things say kind of right. outlandish cruel harsh things fantasies yeah. and things yeah and it also did mention in articles in some of the articles that i found that he was suffering from a health problem but it didn't specify which like it, uh, it i wonder if it was like sealed or something I, yeah i have no idea it was really hard to get a lot of information on like the background of this family um but
0: yeah he
1: he just had something going on so he didn't move around a lot he wasn't very athletic like he loved video games he loved hanging out with his family he just seemed like a normal kid he just had some kind of issue which seemed to make him not be able to be as active from what i gathered I could be wrong, but there was very, very limited information on that. But I did find that. Officials had also interviewed nine of the friends after the bodies were discovered. And that was when, allegedly, one of the friends had said that he had always wanted to become a hired killer. And that he had planned to kill his parents during the night so that no one would notice. He would escape in the parents' car, and he would live in an abandoned place. (gasps) Along with this, they also asked the school staff about his behavior, and that is when the school coordinator said that she had actually received complaints from children who claimed to be threatened with death by Marcello. Oh. So she went to question him about his behavior and basically say, like, hey, why are you threatening all of these kids saying that you want to kill them? And he was just like, oh, I'm joking. It's not real. Right. Ugh. Yeah, and I guess she was just like, okay, thanks for, okay. Thanks for clarifying that. You're good to go. It mm. was also, I guess, around that time that he had said that his mother had taught him how to drive and that his father had taught him how to shoot. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so after this statement, it really didn't come as a shock when they dug through the house to find out that Marcelo was a pretty big gun enthusiast. When they went to search his room, they found out that he had a large collection of gun toys and also had a protective breastplate that was made of cardboard Oh that he had, like, made himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so on top of this, when you dig into Marcelo's social media, you, of course, find interesting things as well that make this even a little bit more eerier. Marcello had a large obsession with a certain serial killer named Ronald DeFeo Jr. Oh. Better known as the murderer behind the nineteen seventy four Amityville murders. Ah. You know. The I one know. where the brother went around with a rifle, shot and killed his mother, father, two brothers and two sisters. Mm-hmm. And then after the murder proceeded to go to work and do his job like nothing had happened Mm -hmm. took some notes there didn't he so he showed photos of the crime scene or he had posted photos of the crime scene as well as an infamous ghost shot that was taken inside of the house afterwards by ed and lorraine warren which Uh I don't think we'll ever do the Amityville house very popular a lot of people have done great episodes on it but if you haven't ever if you look up Amityville house little boy there's a photo of supposedly one of the brothers that had died like peering out of the doorway in clear view it is the creepiest photo and if it is real it will give you chills because supposedly when they took that photo no one was in that hallway but it's just like I'm
0: looking at it right now yeah creepy (gasps) yeah that's not a real boy no that's one of the brothers oh my gosh I have that feeling of like ants crawling over That's, your entire when body.
1: It was like three in the morning and I was listening to a podcast about it. And I looked up that photo instant regret because I was terrified oh. and I did not go to sleep that night. Oh, it's so bad. But he had posted that to his Facebook along with like other crime scene photos or photos relating to the case. Yeah. And it, it just gave really eerie similarities and it kind of was hitting the nail in the coffin with this like wow he really wanted to emulate the serial killer uh, they right. also found that he had changed his profile picture to an Assassin's creed character about a month before the killing which had correlated to him like losing grip with reality and wanting to become a hitman and violence and video games and it's all correlated and to me it's all a bunch of BS mm-hmm. and you want to know why why because the whole half of what I've just said I think is a little bit of BS too because in okay. my opinion I do not think that this 13 year old killed his entire family and you don't that is why this case is so baffling did I did I catch what? did I catch your attention yeah that was the so, whole point that's why it took me so long to write this
0: Oh my gosh, so I have uh, goosebumps for the 164th time this episode. What the hell?
1: So yeah, you would obviously think that this is an open and shut case, right? I mean, the evidence is there. The CTV is there. The fucking weapon is there. Uh Uh-huh. But this is the Red Rum and Red Wine podcast, baby. Bitches. No. (laughs) So according to relatives, yes, the marriage between Luis and Andrea was a little rocky. They had some financial problems. The son had health issues that they couldn't afford. There were rumors Mm. of some infidelity, possibly by Mm -hmm. Andrea. But nonetheless, Mm. there were no reports of domestic violence. There were no significant disturbances that were made to the house. Really nothing out of the ordinary. You look at photos of these families and this family, and we will post it. But they look completely happy. They just look like a normal family. So it brings to question Mm. why. Why does this seem so wrong, even though all the evidence seems like it would be there? Well, that's because it's not really, not when you look deep into it. Mm. And his relatives agree as well. Sebastian de Oliveira Costa, Andrea's brother, believes that there's no way that this 13-year-old would be able to lift a hefty .40 caliber weapon and fire once into each victim. He said that it makes no sense. This gun is a heavy gun. He wouldn't have had the strength to shoot it, let alone to only have the be able to aim it and shoot once. Yeah. With like precision to the head. Yeah. He also had a cousin, Sandra Alves Vitosa, who said, if it was Marcelo who did it, then it was a force of evil. He was a boy who was loving and loved by all. He had never even gotten into a fight at school. And this is true. He had had no history of violence. And those who had talked about him and had been around him said that he had loved and adored his parents. And it's when you dig into his parents' background where things get interesting. Oh. Once the bodies were found, obviously investigators are going to start questioning everything that's going around. And when they went to commander of the 18th military police battalion, Cole Wagner Dimas Peria, that they mm-hmm. find out that Marcelo's mother, Andrea, had actually been turning in criminal cops in the months leading up to her death. It was actually Piera who put his title out on the line by voicing his doubts, saying that there was no way that Marcello could have really carried this out and that he was instead the fifth victim of a terrible plot for revenge. Oh. Andrea had caught on that some of the officers in her group were stealing money from bank machines and immediately decided to turn them in. Now, she didn't wow. give names or specifics, but she did give enough detail for yeah. police to catch who was actually doing it, and, leave, yeah. and it led to the removal of those officers. Ah. Now, it also should be noted that at the time of the family's death, none of the officers that Andrea had turned over were charged at a crime with a crime yet because the investigation was still ongoing. And after Mm. the family had died, nothing came of that Ah. investigation. They were never charged with anything. Sketchy. I don't know how trial works. If like she was a a key witness that needed to be there in order to like testify just because this is international. Yeah. Court system is not the same. So I don't know if that could have been a motive, but to me it's definitely Interesting, and I had right, to throw like it in there. She was a key player in it, and after her
0: death, it fell apart or stopped or whatever.
1: And it doesn't help that Sao Paulo's police are regarded as some of the most corrupted officers in the fucking world. Oh. And this police Lovely. force has been privy to scandal in the past. It's privy. Actually, widely mm-hmm. suspected that the military police have their own death squads in tow and are responsible oh. for countless mass killings and illegal executions throughout Brazil. Oh, like yeah, I mean, yeah. Brazil unfortunately is very well known for its violence. And It's unfortunate it seems like a really beautiful place it is and it's really from that it's really unfortunate how much of the killing is done by the hands of the government that's supposed to supposedly protect their people so right my heart really goes out to brazil we have a listener in brazil so hey hi hi so sorry hope i'm (laughs) pronouncing everything right but yeah it's fucked up In the January two years after the family had died, six military police officers were charged with killing seven people in a bar in the Campo Limpo district of Sao Paulo. A lot of police brutality going on and a lot of it happening to innocent victims throughout the community. Marcelo's father, Luis, was also involved right. in the police force and had even recently been promoted to the role of sergeant in the forces elite ROTA unit. Mm. Unit, I have—I no, think I said that wrong, so sorry. Uh, that's an armed SWAT team made for rapid response. Oh. But that organization was also under fire for violent crimes when in 2011 they had two cases where suspected criminals were murdered by the ROTA police. And after that, there was another instance in 2012 that had actually led to the death of six armed gang members that were killed. And once that happened, total chaos happened in Brazil. We're talking hundreds of citizens and police were killed in retaliation for those instances of gang members being killed by police, by that ROTA unit. Yeah. So... The violence would go on for months, and it's only a year before this family was killed and the father was a part of this certain group. So it does leave question as to both of these parents did have reason as to why someone in the police right. force or gang-related would want them out. out, And also, Marcelo like yeah I get it his group was to kill parents or whatever but I think it's interesting that it also had like corrupt politicians like maybe towards right. the end it may have been some kind of delusion but I think his parents definitely had tried to instill that mindset of good right. overcomes evil don't do evil be the good person right. if you're going to be a cop don't be a bad cop be mm-hmm. a good cop at least that's what it seems so it's just it gets so sad man yeah. I don't know but not only was there potential motive elsewhere in this case, there was also physical evidence that just spoke loads to this investigation and blew a lot of the theories that I had said in the beginning completely out of the water. Really? So, yes, they saw that the house hadn't been broken into. Mm-hmm. But according to first responders, according to the coroner that was there, the scene had almost certainly been disturbed before their arrival at around 7 p.m. According to Sanguinetti, who was the coroner that did this report, he said that the position of Marcello's body is incompatible with suicide, stating it is very clear by the position of the corpses that the three were murdered. The position in which the boy fell with the right hand on the left side of the head and the left arm folded back with the left palm open up is not compatible with the position of suicide. Now, like I said, I won't be posting the diagram photos, but you can look them up and it does have a drawing of this position and it does look awkward. It looks very weird. Not how it would seem if someone had just shot themselves. Right. Right. He also affirmed that Andrea's body was placed where it was found. Uh, So there was no way that her body would have naturally fallen in the position that it was found. So like I said, her body was found kneeled over the bed where her husband was sleeping. So that body part was on the mattress, and it corresponds to 15% of the victim's body mass. The remaining weight should have caused the body to fall onto the floor, not just... Fall and stay, stay on the there. bed. Yeah. Meaning she was placed there, hmm. not that she fell and stayed there. Right. Ooh, that's odd. And the fact that fucks me up the most and makes this case nearly impossible Here we go. in my mind. Okay. Marcello's dad, Luis, according to the autopsy, had died 10 hours before anyone else in the house had died. What the fuck? Meaning that if Marcelo had shot his dad, and I don't know why they would be asleep at this time if it was 10 hours before, but if she happened to be asleep and woke up, that means that Marcello would have had to have held his mother, who was a trained police force woman, and the great aunt and grandmother over 10 hours in that house before killing them and placing their bed their bodies in the bed and the mom over the day
0: unless that time of death is wrong but this is in 2013 so
1: for the most part it seems like it would be up to par it i mean obviously holes can be poked but that's weird with the police corruption involved it could be very understandable as to why It'd be a cover something like this would try to be hidden. Yeah. or, But I mean, yeah. It doesn't make sense why they would falsely report it if they are trying to get the evidence that Marcelo did it. Mm-hmm. So I think this coroner is really just trying. He's the one that, like, pokes the hole in this whole theory. It's So it was said that Marcelo didn't have any traces of gunshot residue on his hands. He had no or there were no fingerprints that were left on the firearm that Hmm. Marcello, that was found next to Marcello's body. Okay. And even the coroner Sanguinetti tries to play devil's advocate and say, they didn't do the test like they should have. They should have conducted tests only by washing his hands in serum, but they removed pieces of the skin to investigate residues and they would find it. I don't know. So he's trying to say that they had, done the action of trying to get the residue off in a bad way. Mm-hmm. It may have been that that was the reason that no gunshot residue was popping up but he tries to really play Barry in the middle okay. as to how this investigation goes, at least from what I have read. Right. It's also, also should be noted that they found defensive wounds on Marcello's hands when they were doing the autopsy. Hmm. Uh-huh. And they also found what was described as a fast sprinkling of blood on his palm, which wouldn't have been possible if he would have been holding the gun shooting everyone. Okay. There were also bloodstain patterns found on the wall that were reportedly incompatible with the shots fired by someone of Marcelo's height. So he was only five foot tall. Oh. One point five two four meters. I don't know what the hell you internationals use. But <laughs> <laughs> despite all of this, so they were basically saying like the blood spatter on the wall was too high. Someone who was taller than five foot should have been the one aiming the gun, not someone at his height. Okay. And on top of that, the gun was found in his left hand. His relatives insisted that he used his right hand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So aside from the obvious inconsistencies with the gun being found in Marcelo's left hand versus his right hand, there's the obvious questioning over if it was even possible for a 13-year-old to have enough experience to successfully shoot and kill his parents, mm-hmm. who are military trained, as well as his relatives, all with each giving them a single shot. Like, professional, like, sniper execution style going in and getting shit done. Right. So even though he did confess to others that, yes, my parents have taught me how to shoot, most speculate that he would have at least shot them twice to ensure that they were dead just due to the fact that it was his first killing alone like he's not experienced he may be experienced to shoot a gun but do you i don't know i mean i think that i've seen enough zombie movies where i just automatically go double tap right so i think it's weird for a guy who or a young boy who loves video games to not want to do that or maybe he thinks like if i shoot him in the head no matter what they'll all die but i don't know you would just think a 13 year old his first time committing murder like no experience shooting anyone in the head other than whatever practice his parents has given him which i don't know the extent of it like it's hard to think that he wouldn't have just at least done like a graze wound like someone may have accidentally survived like it would have been a graze to the side or like he would have at least missed a shot and yeah i don't know we hear all the time about people getting shot in the head and surviving so for an unprofessional 13 year old to be aiming a gun at a head and shooting it seems real unlikely to me that he would hit it but i mean We've been surprised in the past. Right. I, I really don't know. It's But he
0: was at school on Monday. Like, that's confirmed, right?
1: Confirmed, yeah. So they're... somehow
0: his family was killed and he still went to school. And he, he did steal his mom's car, and that's confirmed.
1: Yes. So that's just so strange. So, and it gets even stranger. Ooh. So... <laughs> The CCTV footage of Marcelo walking to school after the murders also has come into legitimacy so some believe that he was actually not alone in the car and then there are some who believe that it wasn't even Marcelo at all okay so lawyers do point out that it does appear that someone is getting out of the car shortly before Marcelo did, but it's never been officially proven. Mm-hmm. He also did some weird things with his blinker. He had activated his blinker four times in the parking lot, which people thought were really unusual. And a lot of people chalked it up to this kid doesn't know how to drive. And it was even like his paternal grandparents had even come out and said, we... Knowing the family know that this boy does not know how to drive. It would be really shocking if it turned out that he knew how. Okay. So, they see him do the weird thing with the blinker and the CCTV, and they're like, oh, well, that's weird. Let's see what's going on. Well, shortly after his blinker goes off, two cars with tinted windows immediately drive by. Huh. And it looks suspicious But that's really all it is. It's suspicious. Nothing comes of it. Nothing else is said about it. That's all they give you. It's just there are some weird events going on. There's maybe someone getting out of the car. Maybe two vehicles with tinted windows that are observing the car. Maybe it's not even Marcelo. They got a kid that looks like Marcelo. But even then, when he went into school... His friends know who that is. And they said, like, yes, he was at school. And he even said, oh, I killed my parents. Yeah. Yada yada.
0: What the hell?
1: And lastly, they have the psychological evaluation that was given to establish motive. Right. Well, it was not done by a forensic specialist, like all cases are required to be done by. Oh. It was done by a third party. Mm Mm-hmm this third party didn't even bother interviewing relatives or acquaintances. It completely ignored standard procedure for psychological evaluation of this kind of status. Wow. Of course. But even with all of this counter-evidence, uh, police are still adamant that Marcelo is their guy. Okay. And... I don't really know. it. That's really all that they have left on the case. Marcelo's paternal grandparents to this day stand by their grandson, saying that he is innocent. Yeah. And merely a victim of the police brutality that happens within Brazil. And along with the people of Brazil, they really think that this 13-year-old kid didn't do it. He was just a victim. Mm-hmm. The most recent attempt to open this case in 2018 was denied, but the people of Brazil still remain hopeful and hope that one day the truth will come to light.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: But with the corporation or but with the corruption in Brazil and the potential cover-up done by the police investigating this case, it's it really hard to say if it will we, we'll ever get any justice unless people talk about this right. and,
0: oh my God,
1: let people know what is up, what's happening. Like this is going on, and someone needs to look deeper. Because I was a 13 year old that liked weird shit. Like I don't think it's weird that you're posting Amityville shit. I was intensely googling. Right anything scary that i could get my hands on i knew how to drive at 13 for sure yeah (laughs) it's i mean i didn't know how to use a gun no but he had police officer parents but it's just the professionalism of it the only doing one shot behind the back execution style it's so cold-hearted and then and if it was
0: done by a professional they would know how to easily make it look like like frame it to look like a different crime had been committed so
1: and I mean, really, who's to?
0: And the gun uh-uh. didn't have any. The I prints? think that
1: there are way there are way too many discrepancies with this case for you to say it's closed and that Marcello did it. Right, I agree. Wow, but yeah, that is the tragic and unresolved case of the Pesagini family murders, and it's devastating and. Honestly, I have not heard a lot of people talk about this one. It is very under the radar. Thank you so much to that Reddit user for popping this up. Otherwise, I would have never heard of this. But it's just, you know, we we truly don't understand how bad other places can have it sometimes. And Mm -hmm. it's truly devastating to hear what other people go through in their lives. And right. how people live their everyday lives in fear of their own fucking police force right. and government. We still have that problem in because America, of but just to have these yeah. problems, yeah. To have such bad corruption. We experience it everywhere, but to this degree, it's just devastating, truly right. devastating. Oh my gosh, yeah, I had never heard of that one. Yeah, it was intense. There's really really not a lot of information out there on this one but unfortunately with international cases that's sometimes what happens especially if it's some type of cover-up they're gonna want to give you as limited information as Mm -hmm. possible but if you want you can definitely google this check it out but it's a doozy for sure but yeah Tell people about it. It needs to be heard. I really yes. hope that someday we can give an update and say that this case has been reopened because there's a lot of unanswered questions that need yeah. to be looked into. Oh yeah. But Well, thank you. Yeah, man. Sorry to kill your day buzz a little bit, but <laughs> hey, it's still bright outside. We can soak in some serotonin and vitamin D and hopefully feel better. But if that doesn't make you feel better, then go right on over to our Twitter and Instagram where we post daily at... try to, yeah, at R-A-R-W podcast.
0: And uh, we are on YouTube now, don't forget that, so you can listen to our audio on our YouTube channel.
1: And we'll maybe post something with us one day, who knows? Yeah. It's
0: uh, ever-evolving so yeah. definitely check us out on socials
1: and you thank any you for suggestions, listening yeah, if you have any suggestions let us know and always rate, subscribe tell a friend Best. and until next time this has been Red Run and
0: Red One
1: bye, bye. Uh. <laughs>